Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Once we turn our life over to Christ, God's in control. So contentment is finding out what God has for me to do, what that potential is, and then beginning to reach it. Now, we showed you that Paul said in these verses three keys. Here we are. Number one, I have to learn to be contented. We have to learn to be contented in our current circumstances. Wherever we're at, we'll talk more about that in a moment because God is enough. If I'm serving God wherever he has me, if I'm not sinning, he's got me where he wants me. One of the tough things about being a Christian is living out the fact of belonging to God rather than to yourself. That also means that everything, your job, who you marry, where you live, is subject to God's input and influence. Trusting God in this way can be really hard, but as Pastor Mark will be teaching, the Apostle Paul had accomplished it. You'll be learning how the Apostle was able to get to the place of trusting God for everything, as well as learning to be content with what God brought his way. Since God never asks you to do the impossible, you'll learn to fulfill this command of God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4. As he begins his message, Humbly Confident. Back when I was director of pharmacy at Wusthof, the management of the hospital would send us every couple years to a what was called a motivational seminar. I remember going. And I remember, actually, I couldn't remember yesterday, but I remembered as I was teaching last night, Fred Pryor, I don't know if he's even alive anymore, his seminars. And when you went, the whole purpose of going was that they would teach you for the day, and it was actually very informative. They would teach you for the day something like this. Whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. And, you know, we were razzed up going back to the departments and whatever, and that was the whole goal. Basically, you were to walk out of that day-and-a-half seminar saying, whatever faces me when I get back to the hospital, I can do it. I can do it. Now, our people hated us coming back because we were, like, hyped up or whatever. But there were some good things. In our passage where you've turned today, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, some people look at that. As a motivational speech from the Apostle Paul. But it's not that at all. Do you think Paul said this? I can do everything, period. Is that it? Is there any more to the verse? There is a lot more to the verse. So what takes us away from psychology? What takes us away from this, well, we can change anything regardless of our self 
is simply reading the whole verse. Now look at the whole verse. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. So it's not rah, 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 rah. We can do it. We can do it. Let's stand and cheer. We can do it. It's it's not that at all. It gives us, though, a great insight into something. And I want you to begin thinking about this right at the start of the teaching. God has gifted every single one of you that are Christ followers with amazing potential. You want to reach your God-given potential. You don't want to get to the end of life and have a life full of regret. Man, I get to heaven and God says, well, here's a video of what I had planned for you. And here's what you accomplished. Nobody wants to see. I don't want to see that. Now, let's be honest. Paul said he got to the end of his life and he hadn't accomplished everything yet. But he accomplished a lot. So in the context of today's teaching, I'm going to kind of get inside you a little bit. Pastor can do that once in a while, you know. I want to stimulate you to reach your God-given potential. Not for me, but for God. So begin to think about that. So I can do all things. What does all things mean? We'll talk about that. Through Christ who strengthens me. To understand that, we have to take it in context. Look at the verses, the two verses before. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says this, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be, here's a key word, content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in one. Let's define contentment first. In a spiritual sense, what is Paul saying? I've learned to be content. Contentment is satisfied with God's plan for my life. Not, Not what you decide to do. You see, once we turn our life over to Christ, God's in control. So contentment is finding out what God has for me to do, what that potential is, and then beginning to reach it. Now, we showed you that Paul said in these verses three keys. Here we are. Number one, I have to learn to be contented. We have to learn to be contented in our current circumstances. Wherever we're at, we'll talk more about that in a moment because God is enough. If I'm serving God wherever he has me, if I'm not sinning, he's got me where he wants me. I just have to learn to be content. Paul happens to be in prison. We'll talk about that later. Number two. Paul says, not only my current circumstances, but we have to be contented with what we have. The kind of stuff. Paul says, I've had plenty. And man, I've been poor. The mission team in Haiti right now, that's probably the poorest they've ever been in their life. But they're contented because they're doing the will of God. Or if I have plenty. It, It isn't really about any of that because, again, God is enough. I have to learn to be contented with who God made me because God is always right. You see, you can't be somebody else. You can only be you. And if you're you and you're trying to spend all your life envying somebody else or trying to be their place or where they have one, you'll never, ever be contented. So we learn how we belong and who we are and how we're gifted and we're people of significance. All of that's there. So Paul says... 
And this will bring us our fourth one here. Paul says, I can do. I can do. That word can do means be available. I can be available to do everything through him who gives me strength. Strength simply means to have power. Of course, it's not going to be my power. To accomplish everything. Difficult tasks. So here's number four. Write this one down. You don't have this one, so write this one down this morning. Number four. We need to learn to be contented because we can do all things. Well, how is that possible? Here's the solution. Because God empowers us. Because God empowers us. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be discontented as we follow Christ. Whatever Christ calls us to do, he empowers us to do. Whatever Christ calls you to do, he will empower you to do it. I don't have to worry about my circumstances. He knows them. I don't have to worry about how much stuff I have. He knows how much. I don't have to worry and say, God, you're calling me to do something, but you don't know me. I'm a... No, he knows you. So whatever God calls you to do, you can accomplish with God. Well, Pastor Mark, then why, why doesn't every Christian reach their full potential? Why am I not reaching my full potential? I want to give you four reasons you don't reach your full potential for God. Here we are. Number one. Danger number one is self-dependent. Self-dependent. We become like this motivational speaker. Now, here's what self-dependent sounds like. Pastor Mark, I can do all things through my education. I can do all things through my wisdom. I can do all things through my experience. I can do all things through my money. I can do anything I want, Pastor Mark, through my good looks. I can do anything through my power. I can do all things through positive thinking. I have that can-do attitude. Pastor Mark, I can do all things because I'm very confident in myself. Really? Is that really what the verse is teaching? I want you to keep your finger right there. Philippians 4, just keep it right there. And I want you to turn to John 15, 5. I want to give you the balance and that which will bring and show you that what I just stated to you, none of those statements are true. None of those statements are true. John chapter 15, verse 5. John chapter 15, verse 5. Now, as you get to that verse, here's what I want you to do. Those of you that have your own Bible, right in the margin, here's what you want to write. The balance, the Philippians 4.13. Just write in there. And later when you get back to 4.13, you can write John 15 is the balance. Is the balance. Now what do I mean by that? Well, watch this. Here's what Jesus says. I'm the vine. You, Christ followers, are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, if you have an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ, it's healthy. He will bear much fruit. It's talking about spiritual fruit. And then the Bible says this. Here's the balance to what we just heard. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
That means every statement I just read to you earlier, I can do all things through my experience, my money, my power, my wisdom, my education. All of those statements are false. We say, Pastor Mark, we live in the space county of the world and they just went to the moon and they did. Yeah, that exactly. That has nothing to do with God's stuff. Nothing isn't God's against that. We have great doctors, great medical people. You might, you might be able to build a house from scratch because you have all those gifts. That's cool. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about spiritual things. Three things are important in life. God, people, and the use of our time. See, when we get to heaven, all this stuff that we did, the rockets and whatever, whatever, um, the, the house you built, all the things you do, your, all the money you save, all, that's all gone when you get to heaven. So the only thing that's of importance really is people and what we do for God to people while we're here. So that's what I'm talking about. Jesus isn't talking about you can't build a house by yourself with your own wisdom. For sure you can. He's talking about spiritually. Now, when he says fruit, notice you'll see in John 15, we don't have time this morning, he'll say, I want you to produce fruit and more fruit and much fruit. See, the potential is always there. Much fruit. You'll never arrive, but most Christians never even produce any fruit. So when they stand before God, they have nothing to offer him. You've never even scratched the surface of your potential. And the one thing that does it is because we become dependent on self. Notice Christ is the vine. In this allegory, we're the branches. Now, a branch has one purpose, to bear fruit. We hold the fruit. Understand, we don't produce spiritual fruit. The vine does that. So here's what I want you to write. This will destroy your ineffectiveness. This will make you much more productive. Christ followers are not self-sufficient. You can't do this thing alone. We're Christ-sufficient. That's the way it was always built. It's because we're linked to his life and linked to his power that we have sufficiency. Paul says, look, I can do all things, eternal things, things that matter, through him who strengthens me. I can't do it myself, but with him I can do anything. I'm connected, I'm dependent on Christ, and when I'm abiding in him, his power enables me to do whatever he asks me to do. Now, Paul knew that he could not do everything, but he could only do those things that God empowered him to do. That's huge. Write this down. Pride steps out when God hasn't spoken. Pride steps out when God hasn't spoken. See, some people never reach their potential because what they're trying to do, God's not called them to do. If you're a 3A, a 4A, a 6A personality, how many of those do we have here? Can I see your hand? 2A, 3A, 4A, you're a go-to person. Give me something and I'll do it. Let me see your hand. Come on, be real. Now, see, you married somebody else that's more like... And you know why you married them? To hold you back and give you a little balance. Otherwise, you have a heart attack at 12. Am I right? How do I know that? Because I'm the 4A and my wife's more the holder back. She just holds me back. She balances me out. But see, the more self-sufficient you are, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. The little engine that could. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. So what does it mean everything? 
If pride steps in, you'll step to places God's never called you to. So here is what I want you to write. This is hugely important if you're going to reach your potential. When Paul says all things, here's what he means. All that God has planned for me, not you, God's will for me. That's why when a need is presented, you just can't go, I'll do it. I'll do it. No prayer. I'll do it. No, you can't do it. You're not called to do it. You can't do everything. The mission trip we're on right now. Just think about that. The mission trip that's down there. What do we have down there? God designed you and I as a body of believers. He gifted different people to do different things. We work together. A foot can't be a nose. A nose can't be an eye. Now think about the medical team that's down. You know, we just had one that went to Guatemala. We just had another one that was in Mexico. Now we have the one in Haiti. Think of the medical team. If you're down there, we have doctors, dentists, and medical people. And then we have pastors and elders. Can you imagine Pastor Dave doing surgery on somebody down there? Well, the only reason he'd do that because he could bury them then and do the funeral. Because he's not gifted to be a doctor or a surgeon. But the surgeon isn't gifted to be a pastor teacher. So you're not gifted to do it. Everything doesn't mean everything. It only means that which God calls you to do. Now, some of you are going to say, well, God doesn't call me to do anything. <laughs> I have your category coming up. Just wait. It's coming. And you'll know who you are when I get there. Hallelujah. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification, our sufficiency comes from God. Paul knew he couldn't do everything. But what God called him to do, he was sufficient for it. He could do it because of the power of God. Our sufficiency comes from God. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm humbly confident. I'm humbly confident. Go ahead, just turn to your neighbor. Now, those of you that are prideful are going to say what? I'm confident. Those of you that, aren't, that don't want to do nothing, I'm humble. No, the title of today's teaching is, I'm humbly confident. I know... That I can only do what God empowers me to do. But I can't do it. So I have a great amount of confidence. But I understand my humility comes because I can't do that by myself. So first huge thing that will keep you is you think you're self-dependent. You think you just have that ability yourself to just go in and do whatever. It will never happen in your life. Number two, danger. Sometimes I'll never reach my potential Because there's always some circumstance in my life. Something not really happening, and so I just never go for it. So danger number two says this. I'm limited by my circumstances and my abilities. If that is your reasoning this morning, Paul would have written verse 13 like this. I put the Balmer translation. I can do all things through Christ when I get out of these chains. When I get out of these chains, I can do for it. Until then, 
Can't do anything for Christ. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. You see, understand, go back to Philippians 4.13. You had your finger there, right? Good. 4.13. Remember now where Paul is. Paul's in Rome. He's in chains. He's in a house. He's under house arrest. He'll be there for two years. Every uh, four to eight hours, he has a guard switch hands. And he's always in chains to a guard. He's limited to that house arrest. He doesn't know if he's ever going to be free. He doesn't know if he's going to be killed. But Paul is convinced he can do. He writes while he's there, I can do everything. He, he doesn't say, when the circumstances change. No, right where he is, whatever God asks him to do, he can do. So some of you are using that excuse today. I want to talk to you about that. That's a lame excuse. It's not right. Now, what had God asked Paul to do while he was in prison? What did Paul do for those two years he was there? Well, you're in the right book. Just turn to Philippians chapter 1. You're right there. There's three chapters back. Philippians chapter 1 and go down to verse 12. Verse 12. Let me talk to you a little bit about the Apostle Paul. What was the Apostle Paul really gifted at? Well, he was gifted at traveling. Paul had three, some people believe, four missionary journeys. He would just go out on a big journey and take a couple of young pastors with him, and they would establish churches from scratch. He'd go into pagan areas, win people to Christ, establish the church, set up the leadership, teach them, leave them, and go on. And later, he would go back, maybe on one of his next journeys, and he would encourage them and support them and challenge them, get their doctrine corrected, kind of got off on whatever... Paul was like the ultimate frequent flyer guy 2,000 years ago. He was always on the go. Well, where is he now? In prison, chained. Can't leave the house for two years. So Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ. I hate being here, but I'll do something. No, he knows he's there in the perfect will of God. So what does he do there? Well, he listens to what God says, and he does it. Look at verse 12. Now, I want you to know, brothers, he's writing to the church at Philippi, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Paul, are you kidding me? You're not on the road. You're not... A, no, no. It, it, what's happened to me has caused the gospel to advance. Notice... He's always concerned about the gospel. Preaching, teaching the gospel, the good news, people coming to salvation. So Paul says God was for him. He he knows that these current circumstances are not restrictive. But God has him here to do anything that God asks. Paul didn't feel chained. But free to continue to be what Jesus wants. He's reaching his potential. What is one of the things Paul did during those two years? He wrote in your Bible the books of Colossians, Philemon, Ephesians, and Philippians during that time in prison. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the danger of thinking you can do anything you set your mind to. He spoke about the Apostle Paul who said he could do all things through Christ who gave him the strength. You were told what Paul meant, not that God would enable him to do anything, but that God would give him the power and ability to do the things God had called him to do. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about how to become humbly content. He will keep on talking about the idea of contentment as the Bible views it. You'll learn more about becoming Christ-dependent rather than self-dependent. You'll be reminded that because you are a servant of God, you need to let Him plan out your life so that you'll be able to complete the tasks He has for you. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious, Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.